Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald and I will be your host as we continue on this journey of exploring all the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. Welcome back everybody. Here we are. I think this is episode 15. Yeah, episode 15. Oh my gosh. So today's a very cozy day in Yucca Valley. The sky is full of really interesting clouds, really textured clouds. There's some dark ones that might have rain for us. And it just feels so cozy and so like reflective and pleasant. And I've got some candles lit here. I've got a salt lamp going. I'm really making this a cozy experience for myself. And maybe partly because we are so close to having our little casita, which is our creative studio, uh, complete. It's painted. Uh, you know, we've just done so many layers. We added curtains. We're just doing the final steps of kind of moving things in. The rugs, the desks, the chairs, decor, all of that. And so we're probably going to be in that space the next time I record. We'll see. We shall see. Um, so this might even be the last time I record here. Here I am in the bedroom. <laughs> so maybe I'm being extra cozy because I'm a little nostalgic of this phase of being in this room to record these. Who knows? I really love enjoying each step of the way. I think so often we can think that where it's at is outside of our current reality where it's at is not here. You know, this isn't where it's at. <laughs> and all the good things, all the good feelings, all the satisfaction, all the things that we want are in the future or the past. You know, if we're nostalgic for the past, there's that. And then there's, I think more of the time though, we're thinking, oh, you know, in the future, maybe we have a specific date for it, or maybe it's just this vague sense of somewhere in the future, things are going to be good. The things I want will be here. And I think that it is totally great and beautiful to have things that we're moving towards, things that we're excited about in the future. I think that that's very human and healthy, actually. I think that desire helps to motivate us to grow and learn and engage with life. And I love savoring my current reality as much as possible, too. To me, one of the most um, kind of deliciously awesome experiences is to feel good where you're at in the present moment, to feel like, oh, like your needs are met, you're satisfied on all the different topics, all the different levels, and you're excited for what's to come. That combination of like satisfaction, appreciation, and then this kind of growing, opening, reaching towards what's next. I think that's like such a beautiful place to exist in. And to me, that feels like true wealth to be in that place. So I think so much of that experience of savoring where we're at now and getting excited for the future and holding both um, is really supported by gratitude practices. And so today I wanted to give you all a little update on my gratitude practice. Uh, maybe you remember this or maybe not, or maybe you hadn't heard this yet. I decided 
starting with my birthday, June 15th of this year, 2022, to do a daily gratitude practice. Just simple writing this. I journal every day. I've been really consistent with that. That's been cool. Um, and I've been journaling every day. And at, and at a certain point in my journaling practice each day, I've been taking some time to either list out some gratitudes or do maybe more of a long form descriptive, like things that I'm feeling grateful for. And that was the intention I set out on my birthday. I've been doing that. I've been consistent. And I wanted to share some insights that I've gained so far. So one is that, 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 space, what word am I trying to say there, that that status or that experience that I was describing earlier of being appreciative of where you're at, feeling like, oh, I really love where I'm at and I'm excited for what's to come. I've been feeling that. I've been feeling that in such big ways. It's so wonderful. And I really think that the gratitude practices that I've been doing have been helping my perspective focus on how great things are now and all the things I have to appreciate right now. And it's awesome. I feel like I'm already good at getting excited about the future. So cultivating deep savoring and appreciation for the now feels like where the most um, growth was possible. And that's where I'm really seeing some positive shifts. And so the other thing that's happened kind of in tandem with that practice of gratitude is that I've been tapping daily. I've been doing EFT tapping every day and I've been doing it with the app, the tapping solution app, which I highly recommend. Um, I obviously am biased. I work for the company. I love it. I love the company. I love the product that we've created, um, and the service that it provides. And I also just feel like as somebody who doesn't even really like apps that much and but loves meditation and loves tapping and loves self-development and all of that I can say that it's it's a really high quality experience there's a lot of great content in there and I've been tapping every single morning I actually walk while I tap and I've just been playing around with different content and one of the um series or challenges that we created in the app is 21 days of gratitude and each day you focus on a specific thing to kind of connect with gratitude for so I think the first few days are like the present moment the past the future and then it expands out into like you know my body and foods that nourish me and my home and my voice and my resilience and my community and it gets really broad, you know, 21 days, that's quite a few days. So we get to cover a lot of different topics. And um, it was, that's a really fun one. And it was really wonderful to um, help create Jessica Ortner. And I really worked on that one together a lot. And um, it's just such a beautiful series. So I think I'm only on like day 10 or so that I've been doing those as I feel inspired. But so that's been cool to like, be tapping, and then be tapping and focusing on cultivating the feeling of gratitude for these different aspects of life. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm really enjoying that I, I created, you know, a very doable goal of every day for this year of being 31 years old, that I would write gratitude down. And I love the way that as I'm engaging with that idea of, okay, a gratitude practice. How, what does a gratitude practice look like? How can it feel 
the most potent and all of that, I feel like I'm discovering things along the way. And it's interesting to notice that I've been feeling inspired to tap. And then that's also merging so nicely with gratitude. It's very cool. Um, and the other day, there was like a whole other dimension that opened up that I feel very excited to share with you all. So as I was journaling, I, I was, you know, it was kind of started off as like, like a letter to God. And I, and I do those every so often where maybe I'm, I'm asking for support or I'm asking for insight. And this is, this is something I think I've kind of done on my own in my own ways, but then it got a little more crystallized for me when I was listening to an interview with Marie Forleo and Julia Cameron. Marie Forleo is a really great entrepreneur and she supports other creative entrepreneurs. She's got a wonderful YouTube channel. I highly recommend looking her up, Marie Forleo. And then Julia Cameron is the author of the book, The Artist's Way. And she's written so many other books. She's incredibly, incredibly um, productive. She's she's done so not even productive is not the right word. It's like, she's just prolific. That's what it is. She's done so much. She's such a creative. And, um, Marie was interviewing Julia and they talked about the specific type of journaling where you basically ask, um, and, and you know, if you feel comfortable with God, excellent. Awesome. If you would prefer to ask your higher self or, you know, the divine or the universe, that's great too. But basically it's this idea, and I'm pretty sure Julia Cameron uses the word God. Um, I know she talks quite a bit about God in her book, actually. Um, but you journal, like, you know, almost like a letter, dear God, I, what do you think I should do about this situation? Or, or what do you think is the best way forward? Or what, what do I need to know? And then you start to answer and, and then you say dear you know julia or dear michaela or dear maria or whoever it is writing it and then you kind of just let whatever answer come through and just keep keep your pen on the paper and just let it all come out and marie and julia were talking about how they're always so surprised at the answers that come out it really does feel like some other voice some other level of wisdom and whether that is you know simply us getting out of our own way and the, the deeper wisdom that does live in us coming through or whether it is, you know, the divine speaking through us to us, you know, in my mind, it's like, if it's useful, it's useful. Uh, whatever is happening there in a way is beautiful and fun to think about, but it doesn't matter to me as much as the utility of it. And I, I see the value of this. And so anyway, so that was so cool to hear them talk about, and it helped me explore this more. And I want to mention too, I'm not certain, but I think Martha Beck has talked about this type of practice too. Um, so, and I imagine there's this, there's this other author, Tasha Silver, and she talks a lot about having dialogues with God. And so it's, it might've been something I was introduced um, to with her stuff too. But anyway, there I was <laughs> journaling and just kind of you know, asking for support, asking for strength, for, you know, the ability to see the bigger picture or something like that. And I was just overcome as I was asking for all of this from God. And I wasn't necessarily asking, and then go, my intent wasn't to write a response at that point. I just wanted to leave it more open and just ask for that and let myself receive it in whatever form it took. And 
as I was writing that, then I started to feel like, gosh, you know, it feels great to ask for all this support, all these things. And I want to take some time to just thank God, thank life itself for all the good that is in my life right now. I, I want to spend some time thanking God. And so then I just went into this beautiful letter of just thank you for this and thank you for that and thank you for, you know, and, and it wasn't just things. It was so much of what I was writing thank you for was, um, you know, the way that I feel connected to my heart, the way that I feel connected to a sense of peace, all these things of just like, thank you so much for helping me feel so good and, and, and be connected to the things I, I need to be connected to clearly. And I felt so good writing that thank you letter. And it got me really curious about, and like excited about this idea of, whoa, you know, I did a year of love letters to the self slash life, but what about a year of thank you letters thank you letters to life, to myself, to God, to whoever. So I feel like mm, that might be the next project. Maybe I'll start it at the beginning of the year. Like maybe I'll wait until January to write that or to start that. But I'm going to keep playing around with it for a while. And I wanted to share that with you all. It felt to me like a whole new form of a gratitude practice. And it felt so juicy and alive. And I, I know so much of the science on gratitude, they talk about how feeling it, like really feeling the feeling of gratitude in your heart and in your body, like, ah, just like versus just like listing it off kind of in a disconnected way, that that's where the magic happens. That's where people get all these profound shifts in their overall sense of well-being, their overall sense of energy, their overall health, all these, gratitude has all these positive health benefits, life benefits, etc. And it seems to be that when people are really connecting with the feeling that that has the strongest impact. And so there's different ways to do that. There's different ways to practice gratitude. And I feel like there's always like some new study say, no, no, this is the way, <laughs> you know, used to be, oh, just think about it, just do a list. And then it was like, no, no, don't do a list. Think about one thing and think about it really specifically and think about the aspects of it that you appreciate. And now I feel like, I think I heard Andrew Huberman talking about a whole other level of how to practice gratitude that's even more powerful. And I wish I could summarize it for you, but I don't remember. But to me, the theme that I feel and that I hear in all of that is that the more you can feel a sense of gratitude, like truly connect with that feeling of it, oh, it just started to rain. Oh my gosh, you guys, I love the rain so much. Oh, it's wonderful. I bet the mic won't pick it up, but it's happening. <laughs> um, to me, the thing that stands out with gratitude and, and the positive impact of gratitude is when we feel it, when we really feel it. And so give yourself a chance of really feeling it. Let it be vivid. One of the ways I like to do that is, uh, especially with clients, is to guide them to be in that moment again. So to like... Oh, one of my favorite examples is, um, this applies so well if you're a parent, is to picture like when you first met your child, like after, after 
they were born <laughs> and looking at your child's face and just like that feeling of like, whoa, or just early on in your child's life. And I don't have a child, but I can imagine that feeling. I've, I've held, you know, the child of a friend and um, other babies and all that. And I, I can feel in myself how, I mean, gosh, I know how profound that feels to me. And it wasn't even my child. And so there's just like, oh, and so to be there, to imagine being there, seeing that, that infant's face can be so powerful. There's other great examples to pull from that can be more universal of, um, you know, like laughing really hard with a friend um, or, you know, like the way that water feels so wonderful when you take a shower, when it's like warm water on your body and face. It's like, ah. Oh. So thinking about moments can be so powerful because I think it's easier to feel what that's like and then to highlight in your mind what you appreciate about it because you're waking up the senses you're you're imagining the way it feels on your skin you're imagining the things you're seeing you're imagining the sounds you're imagining the smells and our mind is so amazing when we have when basically when we create something vivid enough where we're lighting up the different senses even just some of the senses not even all five necessarily we can feel like we're there. Our, our mind can almost think that we're there, that that can feel almost more real than where we are in time and space in that moment, right? You could, I, I feel like I just went to those places. I, I felt like I was just in the shower, so to speak, even though I'm here sitting, recording. So letting gratitude practices focus and help you focus on the feeling, really connect with the feeling. One of my favorite things um, I was connecting with gratitude for I think just yesterday morning was the way that the air feels on my skin. That's one of my favorite things to appreciate. I love being able to fear, feel air on my skin. And the last few days, it's we've been having this kind of interesting weather where it's like a little cooler and almost a little humid and really cool clouds in the sky. And, and so it just felt so interesting and beautiful. And the breeze was coming in at different intervals and just made me want to take deeper breaths. The whole thing was so lovely. And um, it was so cool too, because it was in that present moment, right? So it was easy for it to be vivid because I was experiencing it right then. So that's kind of a fun workaround, right? If you're working on cultivating gratitude, maybe just focus on what you're experiencing right now. If it's hard for you to remember times that were good, what's something right now that you can be grateful for? Um, even if that's just the support of the chair holding you up so you don't have to sit on the floor or the support of the floor because you like sitting on the floor <laughs> or whatever it might be. Um, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd like to read you a love letter. This one's really fun. It's um, very flowery <laughs> and you'll see what I mean. This comes from... Um, exactly two years ago today. So this is from July 31st of 2020. Um, and, I, and that's the day that I'm recording this. Um, this will come out on Wednesday, but I'm recording on Sunday. And I thought, you know what, let's find the love letter from this exact day. And I was so delighted. It's such a, it's a fun one. And I feel like this is a great example of just how you can have fun with these, right? Like, 
that's part of what I loved about the love letter project was that I felt like because I was having to write one every single day, I felt more permission and even encouragement to have fun with it and play around and try different things out. It's like, this isn't the one time I get to write a love letter to myself. I get to do it every day for the next year. So let's play. All right, here it is. My love, I want to tuck 100 stems of flowers around you, in your hair and sleeves, around your waist, springing up from your ankles. You are the most beautiful flower, and I want to celebrate your beauty and make you a cloud bouquet. The perfume of life will swirl around in your hair, and pollen will gently dust your eyelashes. Velvety petals will clothe you and pet your delicate skin. Vines and stems will find perfect places to become one with you, part of your breathing. My bouquet lover, I will drink in your splendor and take your hand in mine. As petals grace the air, fluttering all around us, you make life feel so magical. You make me want to dance and sing and pause in sweet reverence. Even when the petals are crushed, there is beauty. All the light, all the color. I come alive with possibility, hope, and pure joy. I love you, my flower bouquet. <laughs> what a fun one, right? <laughs> fun to just there's like there's this quality with a lot of these love letters that I, I could almost feel bashful about with sharing which is interesting that I use the word bashful because I feel like it's unabashed there's this unabashed enthusiasm and um candor of just like you're the most amazing <laughs> you know and there was something fun about just leaning into that that like unabashed admiration and, and appreciation and love and just to like let it be robust um and so it's fun I, I feel that in that one quite a bit the last thing I'd like to touch on is uh the book that we've been kind of spending some time with your life as art by Robert Fritz and I read this book a while back it's so awesome I love it I mean it's really profound and it's it's really interesting the way that he talks about things because he talks about the process of creation, right? And I was just skimming through it earlier today. And one of the things he was talking about was how so often people get stuck thinking that the creative process is reaction-based. There's a problem, let's solve it by fixing the problem. And so many people get caught in this reactive, you know, problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, solution type dynamic rather than stepping back letting any problems, any solutions, any of that dissolve. And from a kind of a blank slate, imagining what is it I really want to create? What is it I really want to have here? Whether it's, you know, a party or, you know, a new part of the home or a piece of art or a relationship or a healthier body or whatever it is. So often we determine what we want based on what we already have. And that can actually get in the way of us having a really, truly dynamic relationship with our vision for the future. 
because we get caught in this reactive. It's almost like the way I think of it, it's almost like we're looking too narrowly, too zoomed in. And it's really important to zoom out, connect with the bigger picture and connect with a vision. One of the phrases that he uses is from nothing create. And I love that idea of, ah, like let, let, let yourself experience the joy of a blank canvas that can be intimidating, right? But it's actually incredibly potent. There's something so potent about that, you know, formlessness that's there. And so he talks about this idea. It's so cool to me to think about the power of imagining, creating what you want in your mind. And to be clear, that doesn't mean that it has to be like a perfect vision. He even goes into that. He's like, you know, and he'll use examples of artists. He's like, some artists, they know exactly what they want it to sound like, feel like, be like, all of that. Because he talks about composers as well as visual artists. And and then he talks about some people, it's like they, they just have a sense for how they want it to feel or they have a sense for like the colors that they want it to have, but then they kind of go on a journey with it. And so... I think there's so much nuance there to explore that I look forward to thinking about more here. But this idea that, you know, you can really set out what it is you want to create. And he, and he, oh, it's so great. He uses really great examples of like, you know, I want to fix, I want to fix the shower. Like I need, you know, okay, what's, you know, What's the goal? What's, what is it you want to create? And so many people will say, oh, I really want to fix the shower. He's like, that's not actually what you want to create. What you want is a, a shower that functions really, really well and drains well and the water pressure is great. Like that's what you want. Those are the qualities you want. That's what you want to create. You don't want to create a fixed shower. You want to create a well-functioning shower. <laughs> or then like with your body, it's like, oh, I want to lose weight or I want, I want to get healthy. It's like, no, what is it you actually want? You're talking about the process. You're talking about this whole problem solution thing. But what is it you actually want? What you actually want is to be vibrantly healthy and to exist in a healthy state, right? So that it's subtle, but it's, it's profound. And as I was skimming through the book, thinking about that, I was like, wow, you know, this is something that ties into last week's question of how, what have you decided to make your life about? And I think so many of us unintentionally make our lives about solving problems, reacting to the problems at hand versus creating, being these generative creators in our lives, having bigger picture visions. And I do think that a lot of people who have particularly wonderful lives, whether they're super famous or, and like very well known, and they have these wonderful lives, or whether they live more quiet lives where they're less known. I think so often there is a level of intention that's been present there and there's a clarity around what they want to create, what their values are, what they want to make their life about. And to tie this all in to this episode, I want to make my life about so many things. And I know I even answered this last week, but I want to make my life about gratitude. I want to make my life about love and really one of the biggest reasons why I started this podcast was basically I was thinking about that question on some level. Maybe it wasn't that exact phrase. And I was thinking about, 
you know, if, if I had all the money in the world, I didn't need to work if I didn't want to, um, all my needs were met on the career slash, uh, money front. What would I want to spend my time doing? What would I want to focus on? And I thought, you know, I'd love to focus on love, on self-love, on loving others. I'd love to talk to people about their own process of opening up to more self-love and self-acceptance and compassion. I'd love to just think about this topic more of love, loving life, loving ourselves, loving each other. And it's so fun to be here now recording this podcast, spending, you know, a chunk of my time every week engaging with this, thinking about it, making my life about this. And, you know, there's this time that I spend when I'm recording, but then there's all the time where I'm thinking about it and basically like engaging, staying in dialogue, staying in um, some level of connection with these themes and with these ideas, making my life about it, making my life about love signals. (laughs) So that feels pretty cool. I think we did it. I feel so grateful. There's so much more I want to tell you all about your life as art, but I will save that for next time. I wish you all the best. I'm going to repeat the question from last week because I think it's so powerful. What have you decided to make your life about? And maybe to to finesse the language there a little bit more, what would you like to make your life about? If you could create a theme for your life, what would you like it to be? Rather than needing to fix or correct anything that's currently going on in your world, from nothing, create a theme, create a focus. What would you like your life to be about? And try things on, right? You could try on one theme one day and a different theme another day and just notice what comes up for you. I wish you all the best. I'm so grateful all this time we get to spend together. Please, if you are into this content and you want others to know about it and you want to support me, the best way to do that is to rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you're on. If you want to do multiple, whoa, major brownie points for that. (laughs) Um, And if you want to share it directly with anyone you know, that's such a gift too. Word of mouth is the most powerful way to, you know, share with people and to, to share a message. So I, I appreciate any time you all share this with anyone in your life. And I'm just taking a moment to, oh, I just feel the sweetness of this. And these are really precious moments here. Creating something. It almost makes me tear up. I just feel so, so grateful that I get to do this. And that even one person might be listening out there feels like such a gift. All right, I'm going to leave you with our beloved phrase. There is so much love here for you. And may you continue to notice it more and more. Feel all those little love signals seeking you out, finding you. May you be well. Take care. <laughs>